0: Hollywood Story, Part 13. Reggie Jamal Porter was born and raised in Chicago. Reggie's father left him when he was five, and as a result, his mother became an alcoholic. Reggie, who was called by his middle name Jamal by his childhood friends in Chicago, was an athletically gifted athlete who turned to baseball as a way of dealing with an alcoholic mother and impoverished home. Jamal eventually plays for a Little League team where he becomes the best player on the team. Unfortunately, a coach from a rival team finds out that Jamal is 13 and ineligible to play because the Little League rule was that you had to be 12. Jamal is forced to no longer play by league officials and is traumatized.
1: These kids trust you, and they don't trust anybody.
0: I told you, I coached for money.
1: Well, I teach for money. I've had some of the best fifth graders in the world, but some of them don't make it because they don't have anybody besides their mother or me telling them what to do.
2: So
0: what? I'm done with all that.
1: Well, I just came down here to see what they see, because they're never wrong. Take a good look. See what they see. I came to talk to you about a job.
0: <laughs> yeah? Well, unless it pays 12 grand an hour, I'm not
3: interested.
4: Connor.
0: Hey, plant? Yeah. Twelve grand? Twelve grand. Yes.
2: Coach, do we have a word? How many points are you giving? I'm
0: getting six. You took Chicago? Are you on crack? You laid 12 grand on those up, bombs? Ticky, I'm under a lot of pressure right
1: now. I said now.
0: Win or lose, I'm out of here.
1: Gerald Mackey, league's president.
2: We met. Coach, we're concerned about the age of some of the boys on your team. Can you
1: produce birth certificates for your players?
0: All I got is what uh,
1: Coach Fleming Smith & Stevens gave me. they are. What are the names of those two boys at second base? Andre and Jamal. Which
0: one's Jamal? The taller one. This birth certificate's been altered. What? The eight's been turned into a nine.
4: You have to be born after September of 88.
1: Uh-uh. Well, the kid is out of the league and the Cucumbus
0: are on probation.
1: What are you guys, the
0: cops?
2: What's the point of the league, coach? Teach kids it's okay to lie as long as they can get away with it? It should be about these kids playing ball, not the trophy you bring to work.
1: Look, the kid goes now. Okay.
0: Jefferson bats seventh place, first base, Miles pitches and bats eighth, and Clarence, you play third and bat ninth. Okay, let's go.
5: Why not playing? You mad at me?
0: Jamal, the other coach. Because
5: I'm sorry about pushing Ray. Ray, I just want to play.
0: Listen, they know that you changed your birth certificate. I can't let you play.
5: Well, my mom said it was okay. She said that she would tell them they asked that I was born later. She said it was okay. I just want to play.
2: There's
0: nothing I can do, Jamal. Look, why don't you just sit? Jamal! Eventually, Jamal's mother takes Jamal and his sisters and moves them all to Pine Valley, Pennsylvania. There, Reggie joins a gang led by a scumbag named Lewis. Lewis and Reggie began fighting in a brawl with another gang, which led to Reggie being wanted by the Pine Valley police. Reggie kidnaps Chief of Police Anna Devane, but he's eventually apprehended. Anna's husband, David Haywood, takes a liking to Reggie and has his lawyer brother represent him. While out, while on trial, Reggie learns that his lawyer Trey had burned down the legendary Erica Kane's house. Reggie tells the district attorney, Erica's longtime lover, Jackson Montgomery, that it was Trey that committed the arson. This admission helps Reggie from going to prison, and he begins bonding with Jackson. Reggie, who was 16 at the time, begins living with Jackson under his guardianship. Then, Lewis attempts to lure Reggie back into a life of crime. Lewis shoots Jackson and leaves him to die when Reggie finds him bleeding and saves his life by calling the police. Lewis Lewis is arrested for the attempted murder and sent to jail for life. Reggie is adopted by Jackson and becomes Erica's stepson after Jackson and Erica get married. Reggie grows close to both his adoptive sisters, and finally, after graduating from high school, attends college in Atlanta.
2: Jack, I'm loving this. Look, I'm, uh, drinks all around, okay? Drinks all around. But, you know, it's, um, you can cover me in kind of low cash.
1: Yeah. Drinks all around. Nah. Yeah. I've always wanted to say that myself.
2: So, uh, why haven't you?
1: Oh, maybe because I've never had a son before. What do you think? That's Noah. That was cool. Yeah. Let me put it to you this way. Maybe I've never had a son like you, such so just smart I like it before the judge just made it official.
2: Well, now that we're officially stuck mm-hmm. together and the judge made the adoption final, you know, we're a lot tighter, right? Yeah. And, you know, like, if anybody really, really needs something... He doesn't have to ask. He can just depend on
1: the other person. Yeah, that's the way it works. So what is it you really, really need?
2: It's not me. It's what you need. I'm going to try to do everything I can to make sure you and Erica get back together. She's
1: the dream. do need any help in that arena, and I don't want you making assumptions as to what you think is going on in my head,
2: okay? No, so, look, I
1: know you. Yeah. You know what I think it's time for? I think it's time for our first official father and son, Chad. Now that we're officially father and son. There's some things I'd like to lay out for you.
2: Sure. I mean, by all means, Dad. Thank you. You're
1: so gracious. There are things in this life that are... Well, let's just call them the rules of life, okay? The rules of life? Yes, they're called the rules of life, Reggie, because they are always true. Always true. No matter what. Always. No matter what. For instance, rule of life number one, never get into a vehicle without having used a bathroom first. Are you serious? I am serious. That is stupid. No, it is not stupid. Not when you are 36,000 feet over Kansas City and you are seventh in line to use the one working lavatory aboard that aircraft. Yeah, I guess, Ah. the drinks, I guess you're right.
2: Thank you. Well, um, what about, you know, life rule number two, three? Yeah, well,
1: life rule number two, you're not ready for yet. Thank you. Life rule number three is to never give anybody advice on their love life.
2: Never? Never, with you.
1: never. Because you will always be wrong and they will know that you are wrong and they will never, ever forgive you for it.
2: All right, is this your fancy law school
1: degree way of telling me that you and Erica are finished? No, this is my fancy law school degree way of asking, please, please, don't stick your nose in my personal life, okay?
2: Okay, all right. Well, life rule number four, you know, you can never tell a righteous white guy what's good for him.
1: I'll try to remember that. Yeah, please do. And
2: if you're not going to tell me what's going on between you and Miss Kane, can you please let me know what's going on with my new sister, Greenpea? Now, that whole rule thing is that you can't adopt anybody over 21?
1: Not usually, no. So you wouldn't adopt Greenlee if she wanted to? Well, I'm not sure she'd be into that at all, but I wouldn't rule it out. Why would that, would that bother you?
2: Oh, no, it wouldn't bother me, but um, you know, you and her are kind of What? I mean, I don't want to disrespect your daughter or anything, but you know, something's wrong with her. She's like, something's broken inside.
5: Like, something's Excuse wrong. me, Mr. Montgomery, I have a message for you from Chief Devane's office. Thank you.
1: No reply, officer, thank you. What's up? A friend in trouble. Was it really? No, no, but I have to go. Listen, to Reggie, I'll... I'll... see you at home, okay?
2: Okay, sure, Maybe let me change. Go ahead. See you at home.
0: Huh? While majoring in forensic science, Reggie meets and falls in love with Nicole and they get married after he graduates from college. Eventually, Reggie lands a high-profile job with the government as a scientist. He is then stationed in Iceland where he dies after trying to save his colleague Charlotte by being absorbed by the crooked man, leaving behind Nicole and their seven-year-old son Dion. Although now deceased, Reggie is is able to contact Nicole through supernatural visions. Apparently, Reggie had acquired supernatural powers during his stay in Iceland and Dion inherited those same superpowers. Reggie continues to serve as a supernatural advisor and confidant to Nicole as she raises Dion, her superhero son.
2: I saw you, Buck.
5: I was all... You was all...
2: I saw it all, man. You were great. You were great.
5: Hey, hey, Dad. I have a hermit crab <laughs> named Pinchy and a friend named Esperanza. Esperanza?
2: It's great that you're making friends. Uh, uh, listen to me, Buck. I want you to remember something for me, man. You can't forget it because it's very important. Energy never dies. Okay, it just, it just takes a different form. So whatever that thing was, it's still out there. So I need you to be careful and I need you to be strong. The world is gonna need you one day.
5: But if evil isn't gone, neither is good, right? You're still out there too.
2: (laughs) Such a smart kid.
5: I'm gonna find a way to bring you back.
2: Okay. Okay. Mm. I'm so sorry. I didn't tell you everything. It's okay.
4: No, it's not.
3: No, it is definitely not.
0: story part 14 Lena Lyric James grew up going back and forth between Houston and Baltimore as her parents divorced when she was only two years old after graduating from high school Lena began attending the Virginia HBCU Hillman College during her freshman year she developed a crush on her math professor Dwayne Wayne professor Dwayne turned down her advances and and ultimately became an important mentor in her life.
3: Well, if it isn't
0: the African AML lady. <laughs> well, you won't be laughing when my cosmetic firm buys his own record label. You've been snipping your nail polish, man. Oh, no,
2: actually, I've been using
5: it to remove the old label and apply my own, and then wham! Instant African animalia.
1: Sick, <laughs> but
5: slick and about to
2: be
0: rich. Oh, here comes your new two tea and so bitters no less.
5: Hi, Dee. Hey. I made this for you. Your favorite prune cobbler. Whoa,
3: now
0: she cooks and she plays ball, too. This is a woman of many talents. G- Galson. I hate that prune cobbler. Fetch me some of that peach pie.
5: There's too fitty a slice and it don't walk. <laughs> hey, Posty. Don't you have some says to bust?
1: <laughs> What's up, babe?
5: Don't be late tonight. I made your favorite pasta. Oh. Man,
2: you got women feeding you left and right.
5: Um, sweetie, you're going to have to make room
0: for three after two to Lena.
5: Again? How dumb is she? <laughs> but, hey, listen. He made the first move, T. Lena, Dwayne's engaged. He invited me to his place.
2: Well, discussing uh, integrals isn't exactly four
5: <laughs> Talk about math. Talk about ice
4: like
0: right with
5: everybody. What do you know? You're too young to
0: understand anyway. I know she wasn't talking about me.
5: <laughs> Why, well, trust me on this one. Miss Lena has
0: an unhealthy attachment to Well, here we go again. Whitley, you think everybody's in love with me? This time I'm right. You're paranoid as what you are. I've been careful to maintain a professional decorum with all of my students.
5: Professional is not the word that comes to mind when I saw you two playing touch football.
0: That was basketball.
5: Need I ask where you got that shredded jacket No, from? you need
0: just serve me, my food,
5: woman!
3: Oh.
5: Just admit it, Dwine. Do you love all this attention from your little masked too, please? Whitley, I'm trying to give the girl a little confidence, show her a little
0: support. I don't think that's what she's looking for. Well, I know what you're looking for, Sweet Cheeks. <laughs>
5: It's me, Lena Your girl I called to see what you were up to probably making up those questions for the big midterm I know I'm ready, thanks to you Right, baby I'm Your, you, I'm your machine usually to catch me off by now Oh, uh, it's probably your voice Anyway, I'd <laughs> like to share with you on the serious tip <laughs> I'm tired of playing the shy role. It's time to console my soul. My heart you already stole. It's been platonic, but I know you're not blind. I think you're fine, you should be mine. Cause on the one-on-one, we'll be two of a
0: kind. Whoa, whoa. Lena was a streetwise 18-year-old who throughout her freshman year had to figure out how to coexist with people her age that didn't understand her point of view from a street perspective. Her experience at Hillman began to change her perspective on life. Beginning with her sophomore year, Lena became very political and militant. She began dating freshman star basketball player Dorian. Lena wanted to have sex with Dorian, but Dorian was a Pentecostal who vowed to be a virgin until marriage. This led to huge friction when Lena's former boyfriend from high school, Piccolo, visited her on campus. Piccolo attempted to seduce Lena at a dance that led to a brawl between Piccolo and Dorian. Lena chose Dorian, and Piccolo left and went back to Baltimore. Lena and Dorian moved into an off-campus apartment with two of their classmates, but things fell apart for them when Professor Wayne and his wife moved to Japan after Dwayne had gotten a big money job with a Japanese gaming company. Lena felt lost without a mentor and eventually broke up with Dorian and dropped out of Hillman. One,
5: two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three. One, two, three. Oh, will someone please turn this child off? Damn! I am merely exercising my daily habits of hygiene. I don't know what you all do in Baltimore. (laughs) Yo, doesn't she remind you of Mindy? Yo, Mindy the hallway monster in the eighth grade? Yeah, the one we stuffed in the locker. Oh, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Yo, she comes with the territory, you know. Some of us choose to tune her out and then you know me I deal with them my own way but it could be a lot worse this college life is a trip I don't know how you cope hey I do alright you certainly do girl because that piccolo is too fine <laughs> hold up I thought the cat in the hat was your man <laughs> now honey you can have him especially if that piccolo's available he's not well now if Dorian is your man doesn't that make piccolo available sure but not to you. Oh, 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 oh. Dorian is fine, but um, I know he ain't hitting it like Piccolo was. Come on, Yolanda, stop it. It's none of your business, okay? Since when? Since now, because I don't want to talk about it. She needs uh, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Miss Lang, let me tell you something. Piccolo came here to claim you. Tell me something I don't know.
4: Here we are. Once again, it's on.
5: Yes, it is. <laughs> I, I think my throat is harsh. I better get something to drink. <laughs> oh, excuse me. You mind if we dance with your
0: Oh, face?
5: I didn't think they would mind. Dorian, what is wrong with you? Nothing. Why are you asking Lena? Because you're dancing up on me like you're a magnet and I'm a piece of steel.
2: Lena, can a guy get close to his girl on the dance floor?
5: <sighs> Would you slow that up? Lena, it's a party cool low Okay, now see. Now wait a minute. Now I know what you're trying to do, okay? It's not necessary.
2: What you're trying to say, Lena? You want to dance with somebody else, huh? Uh, may I?
5: Dorian.
4: Let him go. Come on, baby, you know how fragile a male ego can be.
5: Take a
4: little now, all right? Seriously, though, Lena, you was my first love, and I can't get five minutes alone with you? One little dance? I so miss you. You know, this reminds me of our first dance together. Remember the hug?
5: Yes, let's
4: not go there. All right. Come on now, a lot has changed since the last time we saw each other. I'm not the same brother you used to know. look
5: the same
4: to me. Well, I'm not. But I've been really getting it together. I realized the street life ain't really hitting no more.
5: It took you
4: this long to realize that, huh? Homie Rico got smoked.
5: About that, I wanted
4: to call, but I sure wish you wouldn't. He was the only person I could have talked to.
5: Why don't you call me, Pick? You know, when stuff gets that rough, you can always call
4: me. That's why I'm here now. You're gonna give me a job, hook me up a crib. When you do it, this college thing, we can really have it going on.
5: See, now, uh uh, uh-uh. this is exactly what I was afraid of. You're not gonna come down here, jump in my life, and act like everything's okay. I got an agenda, and despite what you might think. I gotta man.
4: And what that got to do with me? <laughs> I mean, I know you just passing the time with the choir boy. He ain't hitting it like
5: I was, if the boy hitting it at all. Check this here. You weren't all that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so now you all that now that you bougie? Now what you got to do? Is there a problem? Is, is something wrong? Square?
4: What you want, choir Not boy? This- Lena told me you ain't doing the right thing. Yeah, stand there with your mouth open, punk. Let your woman handle your business. What
5: you gotta? You don't have hey, Piccolo, man. Like oh, that. No, hey,
2: man, now watch <laughs>
0: you punk up on me. And
5: bougie? Now, Pick, I know I've changed, okay? But I don't think I'm any less down than I was when I was in the hood.
4: Just less down with me, though.
5: <laughs> Pick, being with you is no good, okay? it would be all about you. Now tell me it wasn't like that before.
4: It wasn't like that before.
5: Hey.
4: All right. Well, maybe I'll be down to scoop you up later in life you ain't all uh, shriveled up. <laughs> <laughs> you could be like Ozzie Davis and Ruby D.
5: Pick, hey, you know you always got a place in my heart. But you know the times.
4: Hey, well, you just make sure the choir, you make sure Dorian, does the right thing. I mean, take care of you and everything.
5: Come on now, you know I ain't taking no shorts.
4: Mm-hmm. Come on, say goodbye to the homies. I gotta go.
5: They still talking to me?
4: No, but come kiss some butt or something. Come on. <laughs> mm,
5: mm, mm. Pick.
4: I can't look.
5: No, you lost those privileges.
4: <laughs> I still feel the magic I
5: don't care you
2: Yeah, just don't tell no boxing jokes.
5: (laughs) That's what you get for trying to play hard.
2: Look, Alina, I know. I just thought that was the kind of thing Piccolo would do, so...
5: So monkeys see and monkeys start tripping, huh? (laughs) Let me tell you something. I'm not with Pic. I'm not with Nino Brown or any other Mac Daddy wannabe. I'm with you. Dorian Haywood doesn't have to change his game for me and who's a good influence on me.
2: What's
4: wrong?
5: <laughs> Nothing. I was just thinking about something Mr. Gaines said to me earlier. Uh-oh. What was that for?
2: Well, I figure if you're with me and you start thinking about Mr. Gaines, my rap must be pretty weak.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's like that, maybe I should think about Mr. G more often.
0: This time, instead of going back to Baltimore, Lena moved in with her older brother Alonzo in Houston. Alonzo was very similar to Piccolo. He was in charge of a gang that dabbled in drugs, armed robbery, and stealing cars. Lena, heartbroken over her broken relationships with both Piccolo and Dorian, as well as missing Professor Wayne, became distant and cold. She got a job working at a diner with Alonzo's girlfriend, and was uninterested in dating. One day, while at a TV repair shop to purchase a TV, Lena, who was now going by her nickname Lyric, met a good looking young man named Jason. Jason sold her a TV as they began talking. Jason was the perfect mix of Dwayne, Piccolo, and Dorian. The two began a whirlwind romance. They would read poetry to each other, have picnics in a park, and eventually they would make torrid love in the woods.
3: I'm worried about. Falling has got me bothered.
5: You said anywhere. anyway.
2: Yeah. I said it anyway.
4: This is some crazy shit.
5: So where do you think it's going? What? bus. I don't know. I don't know either. Isn't that great? What? Not knowing. I mean, you see a bus pass and all you know is that it's going. But where? Where it could be, any place you want. It's kind of like dreaming.
4: You contemplating suicide? You gonna jump off here?
5: Forget it. I knew you wouldn't understand.
4: So, I guess you come here a lot?
5: Best place in town to watch the
4: sunset. Look at that. I ain't never really watched the sunset before. together again because you know i was thinking that maybe we could just surprise me That's
2: mm-hmm. to preach to good service
0: today lyric had finally met the true love of her life. Unfortunately, familial ties threatened their relationship. Jason's brother Joshua was working with Alonzo on robbing a bank. Joshua totally botched the robbery, causing the entire crew to have to escape without stealing any money. Alonzo punished Joshua by chaining him up and tortured him with a knife and whip. Joshua came home bloodied and wounded. Jason nursed his brother back to health and then went to the place Alonzo was eating and brutalized Alonzo inside a restroom. That was supposed to be the day that Jason and Lyric were going to leave to live in Dallas. Jason tells Lyric he can't leave his brother behind. Lyric, just like before, has her heart shattered. Jason's mother tells Jason that he should take Lyric back and leave town. That Joshua wasn't worth him losing out on happiness. When Jason finds out that Joshua was going to Alonzo and Lyric's house to murder Alonzo, Jason rushes to the house to try and stop his brother. When Jason arrived, he found member of Alonzo's crew dead on the front porch. He then ran up the stairs right as Joshua was about to shoot Lyric. Jason pleads with Joshua not to shoot her. Joshua says no, that she was the only thing keeping the brothers apart. While talking to Jason and having the gun pointed at Lyric, Joshua accidentally pulls the trigger and shoots Lyric. Jason, terrorized with pain and heartache, picks up Lyric and carries her out the house. Joshua, realizing that he may have killed both Lyric and his relationship with Jason, commits suicide by blowing his brains out. As Jason carries Lyric out the house, Alonzo shows up, but is held back from attacking Jason when Jason's friends grab him and tell them, tell him that it was Joshua who did all the shooting. Lyric miraculously recovers, and both her and Jason get on a Greyhound bus to Dallas. You
3: think he better than me? You think he better than me? Josh!
4: Ah, do you go! You always dare to pick up the pieces. You seen them two niggas I got downstairs? Yeah, I seen them, man. I should All we gotta do now is wait for Alonzo. And you ain't gotta go nowhere, man! You right. You right, Josh. I ain't got to go nowhere. way. Just let her go. can't let her go, Jay. we going to use her in space. She <laughs> ain't got nothing to do with this, Josh.
2: We can take Lonzo together, me and you. Why are you still talking about her?
4: What is this? You fucking putting up on me? You putting up on me, man. Josh, no, man. Shit would have brought me, man. What about me? What about you? Nigga, what I'm about to do, I spent my whole fucking life for you! Josh, I can't do that no more, man.
1: Oh,
4: well, I'm tired of you telling me I'm fucking up, man. Shit, cuz I took care of this. Well, fuck you, man. You took me, you fucked up! This shit is fucked up. I'm telling you shit, Josh. I don't need this no more. I don't need you. I don't need you. I don't fuck give you. a fuck about you, Josh. Fuck yeah. this. Don't make me do this again, man. Come on, Josh. Let it go. Don't make me do this again, man. She taking you away from me, man. She taking you away from me. Well, I ain't
3: got nothing. I love
4: you, man. I ain't got nothing, man. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Shoot me. Shoot me. Oh. Oh. Jay.
3: Jay. Jay! I'm ready to go. You can't get up. You gotta get up, cause we gotta go with the water.
4: Jay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
3: I'm sorry, Jay.
4: I'm sorry. I mean I love you, Chase. You can't go, man. You can't go, man. You can't leave me.